Welcome everyone to the Variety Show Without a Clue. Guests from all over the world come from all walks of life and all careers to come on and tell us about themselves and give us a little bit of their insight. So grab a seat, relax, and listen, because this is The Leo Effect. Whoa, I'm not sure how I got here, but this is a really cool podcast. Well, while I'm here, I guess I'll introduce myself. I am the Incredible Jeff, the host of Fueled by Deathcast, the weekly podcast from the Deathwish Coffee Company. Each week, I get to talk with a special guest from rock stars to astronauts about what they do and what fuels their passion, because we're all fueled by death. We want to leave this world a little different before we inevitably leave it for good. Follow Fueled by Deathcast on all social media and subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, or the Deathwish Coffee Company YouTube page. But for now, let's finish this awesome podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode. Today, I'm joined by a prestigious guest, somebody who I can definitely relate to on a different level than most of my guests here because we share a common interest in the type of beverage we drink. Joining me today from Death Wish Coffee is the incredible Jeff. How are you today, sir? I'm doing really well, and uh, I'm really glad that you asked me to be on your show. I'm really excited to be here. Well, thank you. Uh, hopefully, through this particular episode of the show, people might actually find themselves a new thing to drink. I mean, personally, I like it, but I'll let you kind of touch on that a little bit more. So, Deathwish Coffee, where did that where did that start? Well, the st- as the story goes, in 2012, basically, our owner and CEO Mike Brown was he was the co-owner of a coffee shop in Saratoga Springs, New York, at the time. And it it was no it was no uh, secret it was failing, and um, he was trying to figure out a way to keep basically his shop afloat and not lose his house and his car. And he kept hearing all of his customers come in and want like a really strong cup of coffee. And I mean, there's you know dark roast out there, there's espresso, there's all that kind of stuff. But he figured, you know, what if I was able to provide my customers with a good tasting strong cup of coffee and Go back to 2012, he went on the internet and literally Googled the world's strongest coffee, and (laughs) there was no such thing. So that was the the beginning of the idea, was he couldn't believe that no one had claimed to be the strongest coffee in the world, or nobody was even, you know, putting themselves out there as, like, stronger than the rest. It just, there was no market for it at that point. So he started to think about, you know, how could I go about doing this? And he really became a mad scientist and started to figure out, you know, like how he could blend different beans and how he could roast beans together and, 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 and the different types of roasting process. And he came up with what would eventually be the recipe, which became Death Wish Coffee. And then the other side of that was, is he needed to figure out the best way to brand it. And for anybody who's familiar with the brand, we have a giant skull and crossbones on our, <laughs> on, our on our packaging. And that is stemmed from Mike decided, okay, I, I've created this strong cup of coffee. It tastes great. It's super strong. How do I get people to drink it? And he kept thinking, he was, th- he was up late one night and he was thinking, you know, like if I was in some, like my friend's house 
and they had a bag of this coffee in their kitchen, you know, why would I pick it up? What would make me pick it up? And his, he immediately started daydreaming about those old school, like poison bottles and like, you know, like the old school Looney Tunes cartoons when like they would make, um, you know, like a po- like Bugs Bunny would brew a potion and like the skull and crossbones would like come out of the smoke and stuff like that. <laughs> right. And, right. And, and the idea was like, you know, if I put skull and crossbones on it and a warning label, that's like warning strongest cup of coffee, you know, that's that reverse psychology mentality. Like, I, I don't know about you, but if I was in somebody's random kitchen and I saw that on their counter, I'd be like, what the hell is that? I have to try some now. Like, you <laughs> yeah, know, like, like the, the do not touch red button idea. Yeah, know? exactly. Like, like you have to push it. You have to you have to know. Right. So that was kind of where that was born from. And, um, you know, when I started working for the company, which was a few years after the company had been been around, I didn't know much about coffee itself. I always tell the story like I the most I knew was, you know, you hit the button that says coffee on the coffee maker and <laughs> coffee magically appears. I didn't know that, you know, depending on where the beans are grown, what, depending on what's in the soil, affects the taste, affects the acidity. Um, and then even to the hundredth of a degree, when you're roasting the beans, can mm-hmm. actually affect the taste, the caffeine content, and all that. And wow. so he really came up with the most perfect recipe for the world's strongest coffee, which we are. And, you know, and again, not only... The not only a very strong cup of coffee, but it's a clean, low acid cup of coffee. So many times I've been encountered people who are looking for that strong cup of coffee. And I'm sure you've done the same thing. You might have gotten, you know, that dark roaster, that that crazy strong cup of coffee from a local coffee shop or something. And it usually is very bitter and it usually will hit your stomach right. like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Yeah. Ours it's, is it's... not like that. We pride ourselves on a really low acid, clean cup of coffee that you know, kicks you in the pants with caffeine, but it's not going to hurt your stomach. And and it definitely does, you know, exactly as you said, it's, it really is great, great tasting in my opinion. And, you know, it just gives you that boost you need and without giving you gut rot, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, it sounds better than cat poop coffee. So you got that. It's true. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) And for those that just heard that and have no idea what I'm talking about, it's called Google it. It's called the Kopi Loak. Go check yep. it out. It's cat poop coffee. You'll yeah, love go, it. Go, go Google it. It's very <laughs> expensive and it comes out of a cat's butt. It's very weird. <laughs> well, there's a niche for everything, I suppose. Yeah, I guess there is. <laughs> Obviously, you've been working with that company and you know you've established yourself there and everything and we heard the origin story and all that but you also have a whole other side that you do for the company like is it for the company or is this for yourself with the you have your own podcast but it's branded with the company right correct and it is for the company it's put out by the company i am employed by Deathwish coffee and it's that's a weird story in itself um so i've always been a giant nerd and um uh, for a couple years, uh, I was on the side as a hobby. I was reviewing comic books and um, working for, like, for lack of a better term, a geek website. And uh, this website would do comic book reviews and like movie and television, you know, pop culture kind of, you know, stuff. And also had a podcast network. Oh, okay, cool. And, and I kind of fell into not only writing for the site, 
but also um, one of the podcast hosts um, actually uh, ended up leaving and I ended up filling in for him. And at the same time, Death Wish Coffee was was going. This was about 2015. And um, uh, Death Wish Coffee had been around for a couple of years. And I knew some of the original people who started work. One of the first employees ever for Death Wish Coffee is Eric Donovan. He actually um, heads up our wholesale division now. But uh, I mean, he was literally one of four people along with Mike when the company started. And I, I, I love telling this story too. I was in a band. I was in bands with Eric forever. We, we've been friends. He's my oldest friend in the world. We've been friends since elementary school. Wow. And uh, when he, when he got the job packing coffee in the basement of the coffee shop for this new coffee company, death wish coffee, I told him right to his face. I was like, quit. That's the dumbest idea. You're you're working in a basement for a dude who thinks he's a mad scientist creating the world's strongest cop. Like, get out of it. Go get a real job. And he was like, no, 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 it's going to be great, you know. And but I, I so I kind of saw the company grow as a local and also, you know, with my friends involved. And and when I started working for this website, and especially on the podcast network, um, I was talking with Eric and my other friend, Kane, who's also part of the company. And um, we were talking about how great it would be if we could work in business together. And basically, Death Wish started to sponsor that podcast. Um, we would do like a Death Wish update and we would talk about Death Wish products on every episode. And uh, they provided us with a discount code and we like pushed the you know, we pushed the brand. And that led to Mike really kind of looking at the comic book space and wanting to get into that that space. One of the greatest things about Mike Brown is he not only wanted to create a good cup of coffee and, and a coffee company, but he always wanted to create a lifestyle brand. His I, his whole ethos is fueling people's passion. And mm. obviously he's going to fuel that with a good cup of coffee, a strong cup of coffee, you know, but he wants to fuel your passion with whatever you're passionate about. He wants to be part of that conversation. And uh, he never wants to be a poser about it. You know, he really wants to be if he's going to do something, especially from his company side, he really wants to be all in on it. Right. So he contacted me. Um, and was like, you know, how do you think Death Wish Coffee could get into the comic space, into the comic book industry? And so we kicked around some ideas. And at the time, I w would go down to uh, New York City Comic Con um, year after year. And I was getting press passes at the time. So mm -hmm. I was able to bring um, Mike and Kane down to Comic Con 2015 and be like, look at this cacophony of nerds <laughs> you know and this is what this is the space that you could kind of play in because um another story that i i always love to talk about as a comic book nerd i love pawing through original artwork the old like the early days like you know when stan lee and everybody was doing comics in the 60s and, and 70s you know like they would plot out comics on giant big you know storyboards right. and you know, and, and pencil them and all that stuff. And I dare you when you're looking at all of those comics, the, those original pages, to find one that doesn't have a coffee stain on it. Because the entire industry literally runs on coffee because these poor <laughs> writers and artists have deadlines to meet and they're up all hours a night drawing and writing and lettering and inking and do, coloring and doing all of the things that goes into making a comic book. And so, so I, and so I said to Mike, I was like, you know, I think it's really important to be in this space from a coffee company and be an organic way. I think you guys could come down to New York Comic Con, play in this space, really like, you know, rub elbows with these people. And I can put you in contact with some of these people because of, you know, the space that I was in. And that led to the idea of what if Death Wish Coffee were to create a comic book. And I helped consult 
with the company and a few um, incredible creators in the field to create um, Odin Force, the comic book. And actually, issue three is about to come out in just a month, um, oh. which which is really exciting. And uh, and like I'm really proud of that because that was an idea that you know just kind of came to fruition from how do we get this company into this space? And so many companies have tried to get into the comic book industry and have failed because they come at it from a business standpoint. My favorite example is that that same year in 2015 at New York Comic Con, KFC Chicken um, came out with a comic book. They partnered with DC Comics, and the comic book was literally the Justice League have to save Colonel Sanders. <laughs> and they made thousands of this comic, and no one got it because... You have all of the comic book fans that don't give a shit if Batman is going to go save Colonel Sanders, you know. And you have all of these KFC fans that are definitely not going to go to Comic-Con just to pick up a comic book. You know, they're going right. to go to KFC and go buy chicken. Like, it was just, <laughs> yeah. it was a complete fail. So, with Deathwish Coffee, we realized, you know, like, not from that, but right from the get-go, we realized, you know, there's no reason to try and make a comic book that's like, Captain Coffee and the Coffee Tears go find the magic <laughs> coffee bean or whatever. You know, like that's just silly and nobody's going to read that. But so, your coffees combined. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's just silly. So we had the idea um, kind of to backtrack a little bit on the history of the company. In that same time frame, in twenty in Super Bowl 50, we won, um, We out of 15,000 small businesses, Deathwish Coffee won from QuickBooks, the ability to have a commercial in Super Bowl 50. Oh, um, wow. Which was incredible. And we're still feeling the effects of that in the company today. And that commercial was vetted by like Oscar winning filmographers. And like they wrote a treaty for it. And it basically boiled down to um, you can find it online. If you go over to YouTube and type in Death Wish Coffee Super Bowl commercial, you can still see it. It's a bunch of Vikings rowing a boat through a storm. And they go over a waterfall. But as the camera pans out, it's not a waterfall. It's actually coffee coming out of a cup and as someone's drinking the cup of coffee. And it's a great little, you know, little little tiny 30-second um, commercial that appeared in Super Bowl 50. And so that was where the idea for the comic book was born. We were like, well, what if those Vikings actually did go over a waterfall? And the boat, you know, was smashed against the rocks. And then they went on adventures. What, what, what would that look like? So again, issue three of our comic book is coming out in a month, and it's still following this this ragtag band of Vikings as they go on adventures and fight monsters and and all sorts of other fun stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so to completely bring it full circle, after consulting with the company for a little bit, I ended up leaving that comic book website that I was working for. And again, that was just a hobby. I was a full I was working full time as a uh, as a cook for a local college. And, um, that was my, my nine to five. And I was just doing that as a hobby. And I ended up leaving doing that. And right after I left that, that's when Mike contacted me and was like, I would like you to come work for death wish and create a podcast for the company. Because again, it's a way to fuel people's passions. It's a way to create interesting entertainment that isn't just, Hey, buy our coffee. Right. That's awesome. I yeah. mean, that's a really smart way to do it. Yeah. And again, so we, we kicked around ideas and, you know, I really adhere to Mike's vision of fueling people's passion and being really passionate about what you do. 
And that was where the idea for the podcast came about. And Fueled by Deathcast is literally that. The theme is, is we are all fueled by death. We want to leave this world a little different before we inevitably leave it for good. So every single week, I talk to a special guest um, on the Thursday episode that comes out every single Thursday. Um, and with that special guest, I talk about what they do, why they do it, and what fuels their passion to do it. And I've talked to everybody in all walks of life, from athletes and entrepreneurs to authors and musicians and even astronauts. Dang. That sounds like a, a good time right there. I'd listen it to is. that it's all a, day, every day. It's it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really, really lucky to be able to do it for a company that believes in it and allows me to to really like flex my creative muscle when it comes to, you know, writing and producing the show and, and looking for guests. And I really love that, you know, we never pigeonholed it and like, okay, this is only going to be a, you know, a music based podcast, or it's only going to be a, you know, extreme sports based, you know, like guest, guest list or something like that. Because right. again, at the end of the day, I feel like if, if you're passionate about something, then we can have a good conversation about it. Yeah. 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 That's great. That's a good philosophy to have. And, you know, it, Having people on that are all passionate about something, but again, kind of like what we're doing right now, you have that similarity, that same bond. You, the guys drink Death Wish to you exactly know, get that energy. That's great. Exactly, and that's the that's the smartness of it coming from a brand as well. Because at the end of the day, I rarely talk about coffee on the podcast. Granted. I mean, any guest that comes on the podcast, I obviously shower them in beans and, and, you know, <laughs> and I, I hope that they enjoy the coffee. And some of them, you know, do want to talk about the coffee. One of my favorite examples and not to, you know, be the guy dropping names or whatever, but one of my favorite examples is I've had on my show twice now, um, Richard Fortas, who is the guitarist for Guns N' Roses, right. not the guy with the top hat, the other one, <laughs> <laughs> the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but Richard's a great guy and he's toured the world more times than he can count, you know, with, with Guns N' Roses. He also plays with, played with the psychedelic furs. He's even toured with uh pop acts like Rihanna and has an incredible list of, of, you know, accolades at his disposal. He's also a huge, huge coffee drinker and loves he's one of those guys and we've talked about it on the show where he's one of those guys where you know if he's out on the you know in south america with guns and roses you know like and they're playing some huge festival in like brazil or something he's going and finding a coffee farm and getting you know a single origin coffee directly from the farm because he's that into coffee culture and like coffee <laughs> and it's really cool to talk to someone like that who's who has that ability who to tour the world and you know go and and try all these different coffees and to have him say to me how much he enjoys Death Wish coffee how how you know he's tried all these different coffees from all these different places yet he's so he loves being able to bring that on the road with him or come home to a a giant cup of Death Wish and that just that speaks a lot to the brand and again it's it's from an organic sense it's not like it's not like I, I created a commercial, you know, yeah, and yeah. then I got the guitarist from Guns N' Roses to come on and, you know, <laughs> you know, have put his two thumbs up on camera for me. Like that was I never I never, you know, put that out there. We I just wanted to have him on again to talk about his passion for guitar playing and and for music and that kind of thing. And that just led to an organic way to, you know, bring our brand to the forefront as well. That's cool. That's cool stuff. 
Yeah. I've been sitting here thinking about it too, listening to your story and everything and thinking about the nerdiness that you were talking about and, and the Viking comic and all of that. And as a tabletop role player, I'm that, yes. I'm that brand of nerd. Yeah. Uh, you know, a certain other fast food chain recently came out with their own tabletop RPG. And what was running through my mind is what would happen if people were to be able to be those Vikings going on adventures. Oh, I know. You know? I, I, trust me. I love the whole tabletop gaming community. Um, and uh, as a brand like death wish where we're, very you know in your face we're very you know that skull and crossbones mentality Mm -hmm. we're also a bunch of big nerds i've it's something that we've talked about a lot either creating some sort of game space ourselves or partnering with with um some of the giants that are out there yeah Uh, we've done we've just now started to get into the twitch space and are streaming a lot on twitch with like which began as a video game you know basic you know streaming service but now does all sorts of things. And we've um, d- we've held Magic the Gathering tournaments on it. And we, we've already talked about um, maybe starting a whole D&D campaign that, like, maybe we infuse a little bit of Death Wish into there and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, that'd be and, cool. And, um, you know, the sky's the limit. It's just, it's just, it's honestly just finding the time to do it. <laughs> right. No, yeah. you preach it to the choir, brother. Yeah. Like, I understand. <laughs> Uh, but I just, yeah, just sitting here thinking about it, you know, everybody's enamored with Vikings anyway. They're, let's face yeah. it, they're badass. So yes, they are to imagine Vikings just, you know, wandering around with, instead of a, a mug full of ale, they've got a mug full of death wish. Like yep. that's, that's terrifying to think about, honestly, <laughs> a highly caffeinated Viking is a definitely a terrifying <laughs> thing for sure. Even the, even the berserkers are like, Oh, he need to calm down a little bit there. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's so awesome. So let's talk a little more. You know, I keep referring back to the, back to the coffee, but let's talk about a little bit about the podcast, a little more in depth. So you said you you're you bring people on from all different areas. What would you say is your favorite aspect of running a podcast? Um, to be, I get to be creative every day, and the podcast has grown so much. Like when it first started, we really looked at it from an audio standpoint because that's pretty much where podcasting was in the late 2016, and then pretty much right at that time was when everybody started to go all in with video. Mm-hmm. And so like Joe Rogan started doing video, you know, and so everybody follows suit. And, um, I really started thinking, you know, like how can we expand what we're doing? And so at the time, um, we were really packing everything we possibly could into an episode. Obviously I had the interview, but before that I would do, um, we would start it off with a science segment. Cause again, hi, I'm a nerd. And I've always been into, I've always been into science and space exploration. And so we would talk about some cool science topic as kind of like, you know, to get your brain flowing as like to get you into the podcast. And then um, we would do fun bits like uh, that. We would do the death wish death list and, and shout out some celebrities that had died that week oh, or, okay. uh, you know, or or just fun things like that. And then we would obviously do like a death wish update. Where we would talk about different products. And so you we would have like easily a half hour of, you know, 
other stuff before we'd actually even get into the meat of the episode, which would be the interview. And about 30 or 40 episodes into the show, I realized, man, I'm like, I'm packing way too much into this. I don't need to be doing that. So we split it. And now the way that it is now is, is, like I said, every single Thursday, wherever podcasts are found, you can find Fueled by Deathcast, the podcast, which is the interview-based podcast. It's, the, it's, it's basically just an intro by me and then the, the interview, you know, with that week's guest. And uh, that's a lot of fun to produce because, again, it's a conversation with people from all walks of life. But then I took the, um, the science segment and I turned that into a mini episode and that comes out every Sunday. And uh, because, you know, people really liked that segment, but it didn't need to be packed into everything. So, you know, I get to now produce a mini episode every single Sunday that's completely science based, which is a lot of fun. And all of those other segments, including the science segment, we turned into a live show. And every single Wednesday night on uh, the Death Wish Coffee Company Facebook page and also on our YouTube page. And on our Twitch page, all simulcast at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can tune in to me and my co-host, Shannon, and we um, do all of those fun segments and more in a live show and interact with uh, viewers live. That's awesome. Yeah. So, That's really cool. So, you know, what's really cool is, is, is this, this one idea has turned into so many more things, and I get to create all of them. And really, you know, be at the helm of a lot of that. And again, you know, I'm such a, I love being a creative person and being able to do that for a full-time job is, is just a dream come true. I know that. I think that's what a lot of people kind of aspire to as podcasters. I know that's definitely where a lot of people that I work with are trying to get to. So let me ask you this. Do you have any kind of advice for getting to that point? Um, I mean, this is going to sound cliche, but you know, don't let go of your dreams, follow your dreams. I'm a big proponent of, um, the power of suggestion and intention and putting something out into the universe. I, I'm a, I'm a big believer in if you want something, if you, if like, if that's what you want, you want your job to be creative. Like I want to be, you know, have a full-time job that allows me to create what I want to do. Say that into the universe and then, you know, do your best to let the universe guide you in that path and follow that path. And you might not make it, but I mean, I, I really believe that sometimes sowing those seeds is really the first step to get you on that path towards that end goal. And, you know, I mean, I never thought I would have a job like this. I never thought I'd be in a position like this. And it's not that isn't the be all end all. I just want to explain that too. not only do I write and host and produce all three of those shows every single week for Deathwish Coffee. I do a lot more for the company. I'm basically the broadcasting arm of the company. So a mm -hmm. lot of the video or audio aspects that you might see on social media or, or um, you know, a lot of uh, like when we have to reach out PR-wise to like news organizations and stuff like that, that usually falls in my plate. So I'm, I'm constantly juggling a lot of that as well. And I work very closely with our incredible marketing team as we like you know always come up with new ideas to like either you know market new products or market new initiatives that we really want to you know get the brand awareness out there and stuff wow that's that's some wise stuff there that that was heavy well thank you <laughs> but i believe i truly believe in it because i mean i i, I think so many people feel defeated before the the starting gun goes off you know what i mean I like do. Yeah. so many people like you look at 
you look at a lofty goal and your immediate thought is, I'll never achieve that, so why try? And I think that is just terrible mentality. And I've been there. There was a time in my life where I was very depressed and I had lost all direction. Again, going back to, I was a musician for a very long time and I was that type of musician where I poured my heart and soul into bands and was like, we're going to be the next Rolling Stone. You know, like I'm going to be famous and rich and a uh, rock star and inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's, it's going to happen, you know, and like that, and like so many musicians does not happen. And, <laughs> you know, I, it, it put me into a downward spiral and I, you know, I was in that, that camp for a while where I would look at things that I would want to do and be like, ah, there's no way I'd ever be able to achieve that. So why try? And I had to like, I had to pull, I had a good support system around me, thankfully, and I was able to pull myself out of that. And one day I just got the realization where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say yes to opportunities, to creative opportunities that come my way, that come into my parallel universe, you know, like, like even if it's not something directed at me, if it's just an opportunity around me, I'm going to try and seek that out and say yes. And that eventually led me on the path to writing and reviewing um for that website and then eventually podcasting which all of those you know eventually led for me working full-time for death Wish coffee nice that's awesome i can't even describe like that would be an ideal goal for anybody and you you had your your hardships but you persevered and now look at you you're, yeah you're on top of the world <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, I, I'll tell you this though. A lot of people look at my job specifically in the company and they're like, man, you get to talk to rock stars and astronauts all the time and you get to create stuff, man. You just like, you must have the best job in the world. It must be, you know, so much fun. It just must be fun 24 seven. And I got to say at the end of the day, I still have a job The just like we all have a job and my job freaking sucks <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you know like and it's like it's the it's um it, it it's it has its ups and downs like any profession and you know i deal with a lot of bullshit from time to time but mm -hmm. at, at 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 the the larger aspect of it i get to step back and look at it and go man i'm at least getting to do something i wholeheartedly believe in and that i'm really excited to do every day awesome that's perfect <laughs> Uh, it would, since we're drawing to the end of the show here, uh, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> um, would you mind just kind of giving a, uh, specific website or where people can go to find, you know, your podcast or to even go order some death wish coffee for themselves or where they can find this stuff? Sure. Well, first with the company, it's super easy. Deathwishcoffee.com. That's where all of our coffee is. We come out with brand new merchandise all the time, apparel, all sorts of things. Um, and you can find all of that on deathwishcoffee.com. Also, if you happen to do Amazon or Amazon Prime, we are consistently the number one selling coffee on Amazon. And you can obviously Amazon Prime us and it'll be at your door in two days, which is really rad as well. Um, we are also getting into the retail space uh, for so long. Up until last year, we were predominantly an e-commerce company. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that's worked out really well. But we just have started to, as of last year, about this time last year, we were in about 300 stores nationwide. And nice. that's anywhere from like a mom and pop store to a grocery store. Now we're in almost 10,000. And that includes Walmart 
and um, most major grocery store chains. Right. And uh, that's growing all the time. So hopefully you'll be able to find us wherever you live, which is really rad. Um, on the podcast side, uh, it's also really easy uh, at Fueled by Deathcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, I run all of those accounts myself. So come say hi. Come give me a like. And uh, the podcast itself is found wherever podcasts are found. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Music. Also, full video on the Death Wish Coffee Company YouTube page. Um, and uh, right on deathwishcoffee.com slash deathcast. Hell yeah. Love it. well uh jeff i just want to say before we finish things up here i want to say it's been amazing talking to you listening to the story and the history learning about the comic book and your podcast you you've been an amazing guest and i just want to thank you one last time for coming on and sharing your story with me well thank you so much for having me i love getting to be a guest i never get to be the guest i'm always <laughs> i'm always producing the shows and 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 i love doing that but it really is a treat for me to be able to come on a show like yours and be a guest because you really you really are coming out with a great show and i i really hope um that i gave something cool for your listeners i, I hope they liked it <laughs> oh that i'm sure Anybody who listens to this is going to be like, oh, man, I got to go check this stuff out like right now. So (laughs) we've done our job. We've entertained. That's good. And we've provided something fun for people to listen to. I feel like, you know, we had our laughs and it's been it's been great. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, again, to the listeners, thank you very much for tuning in, tuning on, checking it out. And we will see you later. Awesome. Hey, everyone. This is Ray. Thank you for listening. It's because of listeners like you that I'm able to keep this show going. For more of my shenanigans, check out Realm of the Mist Entertainment, where I'm co-host to Breaking the Fourth Wall, War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, Lemmy Stormkiller on Four Corners of Hell, and finally, The Chronicler on Chronicles of the Lost Realm. You can also find me at Shattered Dungeons on YouTube, playing an awesome game called Shattered Dawn. For contact information or to be on the show, check out theleoeffects.wixsite.com slash podcast today. 